0: If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 9, 2 Samuel chapter 9, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 11, that's 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 11. So let's hear God's word this morning. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, At your service. And then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Mechur, the son of Emiel, in Lodabar. And then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Mechur, the son of Emiel, from Lodabar. And now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Here is your servant. And so David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul of your grandfather, and and you shall eat bread at my table continually." And then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat but Mephibosheth your master's son shall eat bread at my table always now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants and then Ziba said to the king according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant so will your servant do as for Mephibosheth said the king he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons this is the word of the lord for the people of God thanks be to god let us pray lord we thank you for your word this morning and for the inspiration of it and now lord may it speak to our hearts and to our lives in such a way that we will be challenged changed and never get over it in jesus name we pray amen well we are uh, moving right along in our current series and this is a series during Lent and uh, Lent is that time where we are asking God how can we move and prepare our hearts to be more and more ready for Easter and so it's kind of preparing for the Easter season and and so we've been looking at um, uh, uh, this series and looking at the life and and kind of the the uh, the pie, uh, the The administration I reckon of King David because David is is recognized in the Bible as a person after God's own heart and and we talked about the importance of that being a person after God's own heart in fact Paul in the New Testament preaches about David and even and, and refers to him as that in Acts 13 verse 32 I mean verse 22 and when he when God had removed Saul he raised up for them david is king to whom also he gave testimony and said i have found david the son of jesse a man after my own heart who will do all my will and so what we find out what we see here uh, what we've been looking at the last several weeks is that god looks at the heart god doesn't look at the outside he looks at the heart and we can have a new heart through Jesus Christ, and we talked about how we can have a brave heart when we allow God to fight those giants for us, and and allow Jesus to be our David. Then we can have a brave heart. And then we talked about we can have a dancing heart. And yep, y'all did a great job dancing. And somebody might be new and saying, "Oh Lord, we ain't got to dance today, do it?" Nope, you don't. Uh, not going to do that. But anyway, you did a great job dancing the last time. Uh, and and we talked about a dancing heart being a heart that's full of joy and full of God's presence and then this past Sunday uh, we looked at uh, how to deal with a tempted heart because we know that sometimes temptation uh, is there and we and and went ahead and everybody uh i hope that if nothing else you you realize that jesus was tempted also he never sinned he never fell into that temptation but even jesus was tempted so don't beat yourself up about being tempted it's the part of how to deal and how to resist temptation what we talked about and we can do that with the help from god's grace and so we find ourselves this week um looking at uh, I want to kind of backtrack, and we'll kind of continue with the Bathsheba thing next week. So don't worry, we're not just going to leave it with David having her husband killed and all of that. There, there's, But we're going to kind of backtrack today, and we are going to look at what how David had a kind heart. Because you see, whenever David comes into power... Um, most of the time, when a new king comes into power, what they do they wipe out any heirs, any possible heirs to the throne from the old king. And so, therefore, this guy by the name of Mephibosheth would have been one of those heirs. He, he was the grandson of Saul, the son of Jonathan, who was a good friend of David's. David and Jonathan were good friends, like best friends, like BFFs, and and and, and really good friends, and and and. David finds out that he has his son. Look at what David says in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? So in other words, where most kings would have been saying, hey, is there anybody left from the house of Saul because we need to wipe them out, Um, You know, because I don't want any chance of them uh, coming and claiming the throne in any way. No, David says, I want to show kindness to that person for Jonathan's sake. And so we are going to see how David had a kind heart and how God's heart is kind like that as well toward us. So how does David's kindness reflect the kindness or the kind heart of God? So look at two ways this morning. Number one is this. David's kindness looked beyond the worthiness of Mephibosheth. David's kindness looked at beyond the worthiness of Mephibosheth. See, here's the thing. Mephibosheth was not worthy. It was like that old Wayne's World movie. You remember that whenever they're like they they come up to Aerosmith or whoever it is uh, 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 Alice Cooper and they're like we're not worthy. We're not worthy. That's how, uh, hey, Mephibosheth knew that too because whenever David calls for Mephibosheth look at what Mephibosheth does when he comes to David 2nd Samuel chapter 9 verse 8 then he bowed himself and said what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I Now you've got to understand that was not a term of endearment that he was calling himself a dead dog. In those days, dogs were not seen as pets and they were were more like pests and there were wild dogs and things like that. And of course they would come up and and, and, now I know in today's time, there are folks that love their dogs more than they love their children. And if that is you and your children are near, do not tell anybody, all right? So, okay, but I know that that's true. They are definitely a part of the family in that way. But it wasn't like that and so for Mephibosheth to say man what do you have to do with me I'm just a dead dog you know and and then he was saying there is no way that I am worthy to even be in the presence of the king Mephibosheth knew he wasn't worthy he knew what kings would do to other uh, to the heirs of the previous king and that they usually would wipe them out and so he's like why have you chosen to show kindness to me now you need to understand what God's kindness is and what the Hebrew word for kindness here is. It's the word, and, and when you say it correctly, and I am not, not gonna do it, but I'm gonna try it. But when you say it correctly, it's kind of you kind of have to clear your throat as you say it. And that's uh but but anyway, if you if you if the Romans ended up calling it Hesed, and and it actually is God's kindness, and it and it actually uh, contains both of these aspects it contains mercy first of all now mercy is when someone withholds the punishment that we deserve in other words say you're going down the highway and you are running over the speed limit and a highway patrolman stops you and um and uh you know comes up to your car and you say the truth that hey I'm coming home from a revival and, um, and, and I've been preaching that revival tonight and, and that, that highway patrolman decides you know what hey just slow it down not going to give you a ticket but uh, be on your way now that is showing mercy not that that's ever happened to, well maybe like Three times, but anyway, anyway, uh, uh, and I told the truth every time. I had been preaching somewhere to a revival, and that's when it seems to happen. I reckon I'm like happy in the Lord or whatever, but anyway, but I'm um, happy with the foot. But, uh, but anyway, that's mercy whenever punishment or consequences are withheld that we deserve. But grace is sort of the turnaround of that grace is when someone gives us something or gives us favor that we don't deserve as in a gift of something and this is what the kind of kindness David was showing to to Mephibosheth he was showing this kind of kindness he was showing mercy he was withholding the punishment that most people would give during that day and then he was given the grace uh, uh, of uh, being able to come and live and, and have everything restored to him in that way. Now, Mephibosheth had another thing going against him that he would have thought made him unworthy. He was lame in his feet. Now, now uh, we're told back in Second Samuel chapter 4 how this happened. It says, Jonathan, son, uh, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel and his nurse took him up and fled and it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame and his name was Mephibosheth. Now, so Mephibosheth, he's Saul's grandson, but also he's lame. And in those days, if there was any kind of handicap whatsoever that somebody had, they were seen as an outcast and they were seen as being cursed in some way. And so Mephibosheth had all of this going against him, but yet David shows kindness to him. Folks, this is the same kind of kindness that God shows to us. Because of our sin, we deserve death. Because of our sin, we deserve to be separated from a a God. Because of our unholiness, we deserve to be separated from a holy God. But no, His mercy of what Jesus did on the cross for us made possible. His mercy that says, even though we don't deserve eternal life, by my grace, I'm going to give you eternal life. Amen? that's why that's why that's why in psalm 63 verse 3 see i believe david knew that he knew that and he showed that and he lived that and that's why he says because your loving kindness is better than life my lips will praise you now here's the thing it's not always easy to show that kind of kindness amen it's not the other day I was on my way to Durham and uh, a meeting in Durham, and I was up there and on the Durham highway, and and I was in the inside lane and was uh, riding along, and and there were cars all in the right lane beside me. I couldn't get over, and this guy came up behind me. He was blowing his horn and 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 giving some sign language to me and and you know and, uh, telling me how much he thought of me, I reckon. But anyway, and, 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 and I couldn't get over. Well, finally I was able to get over and he came flying up and he was still talking and, 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 and yelling and, and all. I was just like, good gracious. And, and, um, and then there was a truck in front of him where he couldn't go and he slowed him down as well. And so I decided I would just move up there beside him I was like, "How you like me now?" <laughs> then I was like, "Thank the Lord he didn't go to the same meeting I was at." But anyway, you know, I'm lucky I didn't get shot. But anyway, the, uh, but but anyway, but it's not easy to show that kind of kindness. And knowing how hard it is to show mercy and grace, that should make us appreciate God's kindness that much more. It looks beyond our worthiness or our unworthiness. It looks beyond anything we've ever done. And it says, I love you. You are forgiven. And I give you eternal life. That's God's kindness. Number two is this. Not only does David's kindness show us God's kind heart through the way it looked beyond worthiness, but also God's kindness, David's kindness was based On a loving relationship. David's kindness was based on a loving relationship. Now you need to understand. uh, Mephibosheth was like. Why in the world are you showing me this kind of kindness? And so here's what what David says in verse 7. So David said to him. Do not fear. For I will surely show you kindness. For Jonathan your father's sake. And will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather and you shall eat bread at my table continually he says because of my relationship with your father Jonathan because they were best friends and now you need to understand that Jonathan was Saul's son so he was supposed to be David's sworn enemy But even after they were best friends, they had made, I mean, even after uh, Saul was going after David, they had made this covenant to look after each other and to be there for each other. And so Jonathan would actually tip David off when Saul, his dad, was after David sometimes. He was like, hey man, dad's coming for you. You need to go ahead and go there and all of that. And so he would help him out. Now because of that relationship, David is showing kindness to Mephibosheth. The son of Jonathan the grandson of Saul and he was showing that kind of kindness and you see it, it, it wasn't because of anything that Mephibosheth had done it was because of the relationship that was there you know it's it you hear that thing sometimes it's not about what you know it's about who you know and it, it really is it really is and that relationship thing is important I, I remember we were um, living in Elizabethtown had just moved there and we were uh we had to go get our license changed and everything now you you can't at that time you couldn't just go on the internet and do it uh, online like you can now but you had to actually go to the DMV office you know what I'm saying to the driver's license office and, and um and you know now I'm going to say this but I always know there are exceptions out there but most of the time it just seems like when we go to the DMV that the workers there are not happy have you ever noticed that I, and I, there's always exceptions, don't get me wrong, I know that, so I'm sure somebody in here or somebody at one of the services is probably a former worker, DMV worker, and they're going to be like, oh, I was always happy. Well, and I know, probably, but but anyway, most of the time I've been, my experience is, is that they really don't act like they're glad that you're there, all right? And, and so we were there, and and it was right after lunchtime, and the person had just taken over while the other one was going to lunch, and and so... Probably, you know, we were thinking, oh, we're really in for it now because they just come off their lunch hour. They're probably not happy to be back and, and everything. And so she called me and Tina up there and, and we got to tell her what we were doing and everything. And, and, and whenever it came up about why we were moving, um, I told her I was the pastor. And, and whenever I told her where I pastored, it just so happened that her sister was one of my church members. And all of a sudden, she just started talking to us and, 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 we, and, and we were talking about the Lord and, we, and she took care of our stuff and then sat there and talked for like another 20 minutes while like all these people were lining up behind us and you could kind of feel the stairs, you know, or whatever. And, and, but she was talking about the Lord and, and, and everything and was just as kind and nice to us as could be. And you see, in that case, it really made a difference that we had a relationship with her sister it really made a difference the relationship she had with her sister made a difference in the kindness that was shown and that's how it is with God for us because of Jesus because of our relationship with Jesus the Son of God we can be made right with the Father and God's loving kindness is shown shown to each and every one of us folks this morning let's receive and reflect God's kindness let's receive and reflect all that kindness that he has for us I I love uh, the story of Mephibosheth and you know it's just an intriguing story already and it's kind of seen as an obscure story that a lot of people don't seem to talk about. But I love what Chuck Swindoll um, was, he was telling, retelling the story of Mephibosheth in in his book, Grace Awakening. And um, he tells it as in, all of a sudden, it's like, imagine dinner time at the king's palace. Just imagine it's the king's dining room and and the bell rings and it's dinner time and 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 all of a sudden you know here begins the folks start coming in for dinner. And first of all of course uh, coming in to dinner is 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 Absalom, David's son. Beautiful long hair. In fact, that hair gets him in trouble later. it gets Gets it caught in some thorns, and anyway, but but, uh, but but beautiful long hair. He comes in and sits down at the sits down at, at the table, and then of course uh, coming in after that is is uh, is is Amnon, one of David's mighty men of valor. He comes in and takes the sword and and um, lays it down and sits down to eat. And then comes in Tamar, David's daughter, beautiful Tamar. And she sits down at the king's table. And then comes in Solomon and all his wisdom. He had probably been reading some scribes or working on wisdom. I don't know what you do, how you do that. But anyway, he comes in and takes a seat at his daddy's table, the king. And then all of a sudden they hear. the crutches of Mephibosheth. And he makes his way in there to the table and he takes his seat right there with Absalom and with Solomon and with Tamar and Abnon and Joab. He sits down with them. And you see the king's table is a little different. Where most of those tables during those days were low and you'd recline at the table and you'd see your feet. You'd see their feet. I'm not, I can't get my foot up that high. But anyway, but you would see their feet and, but not at the king's table. The king's table sat high. And under the king's table, everyone's feet were hidden. What I want us to see this morning is that this is our father's table. And David said, Mephibosheth, you will always, from now on, eat with me as one of my sons and daughters at the king's table. And folks, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how far you've run. Mephibosheth had flee to Lobedar. Maybe that's where you've been, Lobedar. You're invited to the king's table this morning. And our imperfections are all covered by the blood of Jesus. And I pray that that will be the kindness that we will live. Let us pray. Lord, right now, we just come to you. We come to you as not worthy. We come to you with all of our imperfections. We come to you even with our sin or even with our mess-ups or our mishaps. But Lord, we come to the king's table this morning. Lord, as we come to your table, God, Lord, we pray that, that we will just feel your presence and your goodness. Lord, that we will know you in even a greater way than ever before. Lord, maybe there's somebody in here this morning that just simply says, God, I'm tired of trying to take care of this thing on my own. I just need to come sit at your table. I just need to turn it over to you. Lord, let us know that we're welcome there and that you want to do a mighty work in our hearts and our lives. Now, Lord, we look to you and we trust in you for all of these things. In Jesus' name. Amen.